Hey, this is Anton from Criminal, and you're listening to Interview on the Fire. All right, everyone, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to a brand new edition of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sonny, here, obviously. Today, I am with a seasoned veteran Chilean talent and Anton Reisinger. Uh, It's an honor, man. Thank you so much for joining our IUF series today. Now, Anton, this is an important yet exciting time of the year for you and the rest of the guys over at Criminal with the release of your ninth studio album. I can't believe I'm even saying that. Sacrificio, which drops here on September 17th on Metal Blade Records. Now, I want to start things off by you know commending you on all of the well-deserved recognition this has been getting so far. I mean, with that thrashing first single that dropped uh, Zona de Sacrificio that dropped recently. Shout out to our metal friends over at Crecian, Cattle Decapitation, and Possessed, name a few, who are praising this album so far. So much to unravel about this album and who you're all about. But before we get to all that, I know there's a lot I'm putting on the table here. Now that there seems to be a light at the end of this, you know, long tunnel we've been in for the last year and a half, I can't help but ask, Anton, you know, how are you holding up and... Wherever you're at, uh, where are you, by the way? How's life holding up where you're at? And how's life been in this last seven months, if you can even sum it up? Um, right now, I'm at my home in Spain. And uh, it is returned to a certain degree of normality here, even though you have to wear masks indoors and stuff like right. that, you know. But uh, people are out on, the, out on the streets, you know, enjoying themselves. You know, it's middle of the summer, of course. And uh um it's it's okay you know the 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 last year and a half was certainly tough for me you know uh being locked away pretty much you know and uh yeah. i tried to make the best out of it you know i i i i tried to stay productive and and do new stuff you know i'm involved with lock up as well you know and, uh, we we wrote and recorded a whole album during the pandemic you know so, which is going to come out later this year as well so um yeah i i, I just tried to play music so i don't, don't go crazy you know yeah and, <laughs> you know, staying busy is definitely an easier said than done process you know you're talking about working on the music that you have you know, has anything changed for you personally, routine-wise lately, since this entire situation, this worldwide event began 18, 18 months ago, you know? How have you been keeping up your vocals and guitar chops these days? Is that affecting your musicianship? I guess it is. I mean, I should be practicing far more than I am, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. I just, uh, especially at the beginning, I just tried to establish a certain routine for myself but just in terms of getting up and maybe exercising a bit you know and and um you know listening to certain type of music you know that would prevent me from going crazy you know and uh, because i mean more than more than being locked inside for me it is the uncertainty that goes to my head you know and it's like well i'm a musician you know i want to go out and play music for people and i don't know when i'm going to be able to do that and apparently i mean it's still like that you know, i know it's things are opening up slowly you know uh, but uh, there's nothing certain on the horizon for me yet you know in terms of shows and stuff like that this is stuff's been talked about but uh, i i still don't know so, um, yeah, well, right now I'm just trying to enjoy myself during the summer, you know, and uh, 
spending time with the girlfriend, you know, and uh, just waiting for things to to pick up again, you know, which I hope sooner rather than later will happen, you know. Yeah, simple things like I just want to go play music, you know. It's yeah, it's it's, exactly. an, it's I feel like that's so much to ask for these days, and things like that really start to open up as we move forward here this year. Now, you know criminal for people who don't know you guys have been around since 1991 three decades i mean and we mentioned whether it's with criminal or, or brujeria or lockup or pentagram chile you know you've been at this for a while anton and i, I start to think about the touring life because you've done some extensive touring throughout your career you know you played at you know uh, performances like at Vaken, bloodstock and summer breeze to name a few of the years shared the stages with some of my personal favorites lamb of god metallica creator and that list goes on and on and on but, yeah. you know, what is it about performing live that you love the most or maybe have even missed the most? Do you have a newfound appreciation about it now? Um, most definitely, yes. I think, uh, I mean, you you just miss the connection with the people, that immediate reaction, you know, you just hit a chord in your guitar and it's loud and it's yeah. brutal, you know, and people go like, you know, <laughs> that, that, that's what you need, you know, it's like, it's not the same. I did, I actually did one of these online, you know, streaming shows with right. my other band, Pentagram, you know, I did that and it was an interesting experience for sure, but, you know, you try to behave like you would in a live setting you know but there's no feedback you know you just can read the comments on the fucking screen you know and that's that's definitely not very encouraging i, I feel like one of those you know one of those porn uh, uh <laughs> stars or, or, or the porn workers who who you know do things on demand on video yeah yeah <laughs> only, only fans right that's like that's a yeah, platform that's they not, use that, that's not having sex you know having sex is a real deal you know <laughs> that made me want you know that's actually not the first time i actually had that example because now that i think about it i mean that's that's as real as it gets you know that that type of example obviously you mentioned how because you actually have me segue into this because i remember metallica right you guys toured with metallica metallica did this live streaming event uh what is it last year actually exactly a year ago last august i don't know if you knew about it they did it here in the states just for one weekend dallas mm -hmm. texas sold out immediately so a friend of mine had a ticket and i love telling the story so i decided to go and i i didn't know what to experience and it felt like an actual like concert right people were coming up getting drinks the turnout was great and then what happens you sit down in your car and then you watch the you know the the drive-in a theater outside you know and, and I remember you were saying just now how one of the most popular things we see at a metal show is like, let me see those horns, right? And you just see like a sea of yeah. horns from the fans and you get that it adrenaline sounds, rush. It, it sounds like a cliche, you know? It sounds like a cliche, I can't hear you and all that exactly. stuff. Exactly. You know? But at the end of the day, it is it is what what it's what, what's real about it, you know? And you can you can hear the people and you can smell the people you know <laughs> and they're all there like drenched in sweat and just fucking throwing the horns and shit you know and it, yeah that's what's real about all this you know and and i'm 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 a fan as much as a musician you know and i like to go to shows you know and 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 enjoy that energy you know and and uh, maybe just stand in the back and enjoy the music or just go in the front and just fucking elbow people or whatever, you know, but uh, yeah, it's, it's this whole thing. I mean, you know, there are a lot of the bands are doing shows where people have to sit down, you know, and keep a distance and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And that sounds like very, very, very boring to me, man. 
And I remember three days grace opened and uh, instead of saying, let me see your horns, they said, Hey, let me hear you honk your horns. So if you roll your window down, <laughs> just yeah. hear cars honking, just in, you know, just in silence, just in darkness out there. It just felt the point of me telling you the story is just that I miss that makes me miss the live experience even more. Yeah. It's cool to mosh in your own room. Right. But once you do the live streaming, you kind of hit that barrier. It's like, okay, we did it now. How much more creative can we get? And the point is you can't really take anything away from the live stream. The thing that makes you stand out, Anton, criminal, you know, Buhiria is the live presence that you exhibit on stage because you feed that energy from the crowd. We love metal because of that, right? We don't love metal yes. because we're, <laughs> you I know mean, what I'm saying? It's cool. It's cool to listen to records at home. You yeah, know, of course. And you, and you have a drink or you smoke something, you know, and you just turn up the, the stereo and it's great as well you know and you can go into detail looking at the cover or whatever you know if vinyl is your thing it's great to turn it over you know and then start the next side and so exactly on. nothing nothing is equal to the rush and the excitement of being in a live concert you know and that i think it it's it applies to the audience as much as it applies to the to the musician you know yeah, and you mentioned the live streaming. You know, I do want to get your take on this because we've had artists like uh, come on IUF, like Devin Townsend or Trey U, August Burns Red. They talked about their experiences on, you know, selling virtual tickets to the fans and they would, you know, pre-record a set or live stream a set, whatever the case may be. But with the amount of touring you've done, with the amount of bands you played in, with the amount of venues you performed in, do you think what we all saw during the rise of the quarantine-induced live streaming is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward? Like, do you still see bands doing something like this, you know, once all this is over, finally, whenever it's over? I think, I think there, it, it might be a part of it, you know? It, yeah. um, I imagine, for example, we, we've been approached, actually, by, uh, by uh, an online medium in, in, in Chile, you know, with a sponsor and everything. And they, what they want us to do is to go and play the whole album live, you know, and to stream that. But if if you could do that, but with an audience, it would be even better, you know? So you have the, the live experience for the people who are there, you know, and for yourself, you have that 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 uh, energy, energy, energetic feedback in a like, way. Yeah, the exchange. Know? But at the same time, if someone on the other side of the world wants to tune in, you know, and watch it, then yeah, why not? It's great. You know, I myself, I'm a big fan of Voivod, you know, and they've done like oh, three. I, I interviewed them like a couple of years ago. One of the best people I've ever had on IUF. Anyway, go yeah, ahead. They've, and, and, and they're, they're one of my favorite bands for like forever, you know, and and, and they, they uh, did some streaming stuff, you know, like uh playing a whole one of their iconic albums in its entirety you know and of course i was there you know <laughs> drinking some wine and and kicking back and, and watching great it's it, it's not it's not i, I don't want to dismiss that as an experience but i think in the in the future what it's going to be is that maybe uh, um select shows or whatever are going to be streamed as uh, at the same time as you know their a live event with with an audience, you know? Yeah. And, and I have so many, I've had many talented people like yourself come on here and tell me, yeah, I would love to do live streaming. It gives me a chance to engage with my fans. And then some artists would say, I'm not doing a shit until all this is over, you know? So there's always that, you know, uncertainty. You said it yourself going forward, but um, I feel like we could dive into that rabbit hole further and further as we move along to 2021. Now, speaking of 2021, we talked about everything. Let's talk about Sacrificio, the ninth album. 
Okay. Drop September 17th. Now, I want to repeat the words here, ninth album, before we get to the nitty gritty on what Sacrificio is all about. Because, uh, Anton, do you ever just stop for a moment to take a look back at how far you've come? Because nine records is not an easy thing to do, man. <laughs> uh, not really. I don't stop. I, I just want to move forward. I have the feeling that I wasted a lot of time in my life. You know, mm. um, you know, I started, I played my first like proper metal show in December of 85. You know, you weren't even born wow. probably, you know, no. <laughs> just uh, a couple of years later. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, um, but back then I, especially, well, when criminals started in 91, you know, we wasted a lot of time, you know, we did an album every three years or something like that, you know, mm. and, that's just not the way it should be, you know, and I, I came to realize maybe a bit late in my life, but but soon enough, you know, and I've never been as productive as I have been in the last 10, 12, 15 years. You know, I've done a bunch of albums with Criminal. I've done an album with Pentagram. I just recorded an album with Brujeria, you know, I've done two albums with Lockup. I've co collaborated with other people, you know, so that's the way it should be always, you know, you uh, take time for granted until you see that, wow, time is passing, especially now, you know, with all this pandemic shit happening. Oh, yeah. You, know? you go like, well, um, I really shouldn't just sit here and wait for it to blow over. I should be doing stuff. And that's why, you know, I recorded a new lockup album. We're finishing a new Brujeri album. And it's all, um, you got to use your time on this on this earth, you know, it's limited it, and it's all we got, you know, the money is fine and everything, you know, but really at the end of the day, what you got on this earth is your time, you know? I'm using that as a quote for myself going forward because you couldn't have explained that any better, you know, uh, talking mm -hmm. about, you know, this is the follow-up obviously, you know, to 2016, the fear itself also, because talking about, oh, we're just, we're all this time in between albums. This is quite the long way to follow up at the same time, five years, right now. I mentioned 30 years, you guys have this level of consistency. So I began to think, you know, what are the challenges for you, Anton, for, you know, when you sit down to write a whole new album or even just to follow up again, you know, I mean, considering we are well into criminals career at this point. Well, um, the thing is, um, since I've been doing so much stuff on the side or on, or, or maybe as my main thing, you know, Brujeria, we tour a lot, you know, so that they didn't leave always, a lot of time to do criminal, you know, and uh, but this album could have been out a year earlier if it wasn't for the pandemic, because we actually yeah. recorded we recorded uh, rhythm guitars and drums in February of last year. But then all this happened, you know, and we had to stop, you know, and it was it, it got increasingly difficult for me to go back to Chile where we were recording the, the, the album and um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, I know it looks like a lot of, of time, you know, five years, wow, five years, but I've been doing a lot of other, other stuff, you know, and um, I think, um, it, yeah, maybe sometimes people get the impression, oh, well, they, 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 they went away, you know, uh, criminal is no more, but criminal has never really broken up. But yes, we've had our times of inactivity, which is fair enough, you know, but the band has always been there, you know. Yeah, you know, uh, I want to mention songs like uh, now I, I want to dive into this because a good Lord, I mean, live on your knees to the whale, which is my personal favorite to dark horse to zealous oh, yeah. to ego killer. I mean, this is just another impressive addition to your catalog, man. You have this 
bludgeoning fusion of these traditional sounds of death metal incorporated with thrash and groove metal elements like in your arsenal and you have stayed true to that identity over the years i mean from start to finish there isn't a song on here that didn't make me want to stop headbanging to me that's a good formula right you know there's a reason why i stated that bands like Crecian and cattle decapitation are saying what they're saying you know walk me through this because you talked about how writing and recording took place in chile for the first time since the 1990s that's true right that's absolutely true and also the way this album was recorded is totally different from what we had been doing on the last few albums because um we were kind of getting used to that you know i just write a song in front of my computer you know using my software and stuff you know and that copy and paste and maybe oh this could be a little bit longer so i paste the, the the riff once more you know and then i send it to the drummer and just learn this and go and record your drums you know and this one was absolutely different you know we have a new drummer you know danilo yeah who's a fucking beast you know? oh my goodness yeah and he, he brought all this new energy into the band you know and uh i just started jamming with him you know when i went to chile in between tours and whatever you know and we started jamming and we started writing in the rehearsal room and we wrote the whole album, the two of us, just a drum kit, you know, a, an, an amp and a guitar. And we're just bouncing ideas off of each other, just looking at each other and fucking sweating it out, you know, and just, yeah, this, this, no, this is too long. This is too boring. We need a break now, you know, and, the, and that, that sort of immediate interaction is totally different because it's very uh i don't know self-sufficient to to just sit there and and just think oh i'm the greatest guitar player i'm the greatest uh songwriter and i'm just gonna do the whole thing on my own and then just everyone else just learn it and, and play it you know you did it a natural yeah. way in other in other words Sorry? It was a natural way of, of doing it, in other words. Yeah, absolutely just... organic, absolutely old school, you know, the way yeah. we did it in the 80s, you know, or the beginning of the 90s, you know, when you were just no technology. We we actually were recorded, well, we recorded on a phone just so we didn't rem- we didn't forget For, the yeah. songs after we wrote them, you know. But there was no software, there was no engineer, there was no, no Pro Tools or nothing, you know. It was just guitar, drums, and just fucking, you know, pushing ahead you yeah, know yeah. And just really sweating it out you know and and, and I, can, I, I absolutely think you can hear that on the album you know the songs are more compact they're more immediate they're more direct you know and 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 uh, it, it just sound and also the production i have to mention the production is very organic very natural you know so if you sit at home and you put on the record and you turn up the the, the you, you know your speakers it feels like being in the room with the band, you know, and yeah, that's which I did. It, and that's exactly what I felt. Well, that, that, that's what it should be like. I, I, I hate these productions nowadays where every drum hit is exactly the same as the next, you know, and they're all the same level. It's all compressed to the fucking maximum, you know, and, and no, that's not the way music should sound. You listen to the great productions of the 80s, of the 90s, you know, Martin Birch, you know, Fleming Rasmussen. Oh, yeah, yeah. There, 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 wow, there was a, I love that you referenced that. There were dynamics, you know, there, there were, it was like an actual band playing, you know, and, and I, I guess, I guess it is because the technology is available and it's cheaper that way to just record at home and, or, or drummers just recording on, 
on an electronic kit, you know, instead of a, a real mic'd up kit, you know, the, mm-hmm. but at, at the end of the day, it sounds flat and it sounds boring, you know? Yeah. And the production t- t- to me, that was one of the bigger strengths on this record. And it was just amazing. It obviously t- taking us back to the production sounds of the extreme metal from like, you know, the nineties, I'm a traditional guy. And this is something I really appreciated hearing from the composition to the production. And you also had the help of, uh, hopefully I'm saying his name, right. Siba Puente. I mean, talk about him. I'm sure there was that sense of comfortability in the studio for you guys, knowing you had someone like Siba working on Sacrificio, correct? Yeah, well, he's a a guitarist himself. He plays in a band called Nuclear, who've done a few things, you know. They've toured Europe a few times and have a few albums out, you know. And uh, we, uh, when we started writing the album, we wanted to demo some of the songs, you know. So we went to, to his studio to 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 just to to hear the songs in a studio setting, see if they worked still, you know, the way we envisioned them and everything. And working with him turned out to be very, very natural and very productive. He was very excited about the whole project. So at, at one point I just said, okay, we're gonna record the album here. We're gonna record the album at your studio, you know. And uh, it's great because we really connected on a lot of levels, you know. And um, we, we are kind of metal nerds, you know, and, and we, we talked a lot about the production and the, how, how the, the PV5150 changed the sound of metal, you know, when, when Machine Head did burn my eyes and stuff like that, you oh know. Oh, goodness. We could just talk yeah. about that as like an episode by itself. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, you, you, we, we just talked for hours when we were not recording, you know, yeah. and, and I, 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 I always... I always found, I always felt that he absolutely knew what we wanted. And, and at the same time, he is a fan of the band from pretty much day one. You know, he told me because he lived in the far north of the country, you know, 2000 kilometers away from Santiago. And he told me that once he went on a trip to Santiago with his parents and then he picked up our first album and he went back and all he listened to on his fucking Walkman or whatever was that album all the way back, you know? So he knows what he's talking about. And, and it was very funny, you know, because at at one point he told me, Hey man, it's, it's crazy how at this, at this point you still have the energy to do this, you know, and, and the creativity. I'm like, you calling me old? <laughs> <laughs> How did I know you were gonna go there? Because you're talking about going back through your catalog, man. Uh, yeah, but but it 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 definitely helped that he he knows what the band is all about, and and actually on this new record, you can find a few parallels with our first couple or three records, you know. Mm. That 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 rhythmical aspect, you know, that that that, that tribal groovy stuff, you know, we kind of. In a way, I always have the feeling that after I moved to Europe and we started restarted the band over here, we kind of became too European sounding. You know, we became like I don't know the haunted or something. Nothing wrong about them, you know. Nothing wrong about them. Great yeah, band. Yeah, yeah, I love that I'm, band. I'm, I'm friends with all the guys and everything, you know. But uh, um, yeah, but where is where is that that? That that rhythmical, you know, the drum in the drumming is so much to do with it, you know. So it, it all ties in together, you know. And the, the new drummer who knew exactly what he should do, a producer who knew where we were coming from and knew where we wanted to go to, you know. And um, it, I, I think it all gelled really great, you know. And I'm, I'm really happy with the result, and I'm glad that you like it too. 
and 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 another thing you know i i said i was a traditional guy right and, you know throwing it back to the roots it's it's great that siba did that that's showing a lot of dedication to his craft kind of just feeds into what you guys do with this record and it's amazing now uh, another thing that's important i want to make sure people out there know this because this next segment is something that i know you take to heart you guys are from chile originally you know now throughout yeah. criminals music catalog the songs that have been written have been more or less about you know personal struggles life and death and everything else everything else in between you know between writing structuring the songs and the production process like you just talked about i'm hoping you can shed some more light on this anton because the lyricism surrounding sacrificio you know the narrative centers within the social uprising that has impacted the lives of chileans in immeasurable ways you know from protest to corruption to inequality with the citizens there and these songs here are sort of being told from a spectator's point of view right you know i, I begin to think about that entire you know, topic of discussion, how difficult or easy was it to speak up about these topics? Like, was it clear from the start on what Sacrificio was going to be about? Not really, because all this, the, 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 the stuff that happened in Chile, especially surrounding the uprising that started on, on October 18th, uh, 2019, it, it kind of came spontaneously. It was like a wildfire that spread all over the country and people going out on the street and just demanding change, you know? And um, I'm obviously, you know, I grew up under a dictatorship, you know, and I lived through the process of regaining democracy in Chile. But after 30 years of democracy, there's so many uh, injustices and inequalities in Chile still, you know, that uh, I, I, I was talking with friends years before this happened and we all knew that all the shit someday was going to explode, you know. Now, I didn't want to put myself in the perspective of a victim or a protagonist because I wasn't even in the country when all this happened. And also, I consider myself very lucky as a musician, as a touring, touring musician, I think I'm very privileged, you know, so it would be very unfair to uh, to present myself as the victim of what has happened you know but uh, you have to have a little empathy you know and you have to know what's going on in your own country and when all this hit it was impossible for me as a p person from chile to not write about this you know it was just shit is is happening and I, it's not really a concept album even though the cover artwork ties in with a few of the songs that are about this topic. There's there's a, a few others that I talk about other things, like you mentioned personal struggles. It's always a part of the of the the the, the criminal uh, concept, you know. But uh, right now, at, at that point, and we were writing the album as all this shit unfolded. You know, we had to write about it. You know, we had to talk about it because it's it's important. It's a it's a it's a, a point where history is being made, you know, and it's being made on the street. And uh, I just, in a way, I just want to pay tribute to it, even though, you know, the image on the cover and some of the lyrics, they maybe paint a picture of desolation because that's what happened, you know, and that's what caused all this shit. Um, there's uh, also a glimmer of hope, you know, I think because things have started to change now, a new constitution is being drafted in Chile, you know, and uh, if 
if people put their minds together and 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 be uh, to be creative and to be inventive about things for the future then great things can come out of this i know you don't like looking back as much but do you see sacrificio as an album as a snapshot of where you are in a certain time in your life oh absolutely absolutely as with the lyrics like i said as much as with the music you know this is where we're at now i've been playing in and other bands extreme bands brujeria lockup so that that has had an effect as well you know i don't shy away from blast beats you know and even though <laughs> in the beginning of criminal you know there it was more of a groovy thrashing kind of band you know but i think it somehow it ties in you know we're just going with the times you know and uh, and um we just using maybe new tools to express the same kind of anger and 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 aggression and, and frustration that was there when i was 30 years like younger you know yeah it's it's very interesting to look back on like how far you've come from where you started to where you are now you know uh we've covered a good amount of ground on this awesome interview, Anton. This has been such an honor. You know, uh, we talked about obviously criminal Buhiri, our lockup, pentagram. You know, uh, I begin to think about all this. You know, what is the most rewarding part for someone like you who is now at this point in their career, knowing that you know you're representing something bigger than yourself, even your beloved country, Chile, for example. You know, at the same time, you've been been, been involved with so many other different aforementioned talented bands, artists, individual throughout that timeline we have discussed. As a musician, you know, hell, as a human being, did all that sort of just play a part in helping you grow as a person, even or as even an artist? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, being able to contribute with people like, you know, like like Shane Embry or Thomas Lindbergh, you know, and being on the same stage with Jeff Walker from Carcass or, oh, or, or Barney from Napalm Death, stuff like that. Even if it's just for one song, it gives you a sense of recognition, you know, and maybe, you know, being from the part of the world I'm from, where everything seems just a little bit harder to achieve than if you were from Texas or the UK or you know, Germany. It's, it's funny you say that. I was born in Bangladesh. So like I, ha <laughs> okay. I had to really get to, I know exactly what you're talking about. Then, then you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. You know, when you're born in the third world, you know, it's, it's, it's so much more difficult to, 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 to reach yeah. your goals, you know, and uh, I've, I've, I've um, had nothing but respect and recognition over the last 20, 30 years, you know, and, and I think it's all, like you say, a learning process. You just try to become a better musician. And, you know, the people I've, I've worked with, they've helped me be a better musician and a better human being, you know, and you just, as I said, you know, I've never been this productive in my whole life, you know, and I've already passed the 50 year mark, you know, so uh, I'm, I'm just uh, grateful. I'm just want to keep going. You know, you ever think of if you weren't a musician, what would you be doing right now? Oh my God. <laughs> no, really. I don't really think about that. You know, that's an answer. Point, that's an answer. <laughs> at some point uh, when I was a kid, I, I, I would have liked to become an architect. And I think it, in a way it's got to do with what I do because you engineer, <laughs> yeah you, you you instead of building a song you're building a house or a building or whatever you know 
So, um, yeah, but I, 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 it was pretty clear to me always that I, it needed to be some, some kind of creative uh, avenue for me, you know, that where, where you could express yourself and, and, and make something new, you know? Yeah. Um, man, uh, that's, that's, that's really cool to hear that because it really shows like how, how much of a, uh, how much creative you can get with your mind, like what other things that you are involved in that feeds your creativity within the art that you create. And it's really cool to see that. I love, I love, I love hearing that side of yourself just from a musician standpoint of view, because it really shows how much of a growth that you've had in your life to where you are right now. Now, um, we're approaching the end of the interview. This has been an honor, like I said before. Now, I usually end my interview on a pretty cool note, Anton, but now we've been kind of, we've been talking about different, you know, music throughout your life. I, I, I begin to think about, do you have five favorite albums you can think of at the top of your head that maybe have influenced you that you just love hearing or maybe something that maybe doesn't involve metal that maybe su surprise some fans <laughs> i can i can name i certainly can name five albums that had an influence that had an impact a big impact on on me uh, while uh, I, I was growing up and uh, but maybe if you ask me tomorrow i'll i'll name another five <laughs> it's gonna you know, change because, right <laughs> because it's a lot of stuff you know but I would definitely say Black Metal by Venom was was one of Classic. the things that made me like go like fuck what is this man I, I wow <laughs> this is evil this is this has never never been here before you know and then I would have to say Seven Churches by Possessed you know oh, because that, yeah. that was that that, that 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 just ignited the whole death metal thing and just I had never heard something that brutal and evil before you know um of course i have to mention metallica because i think anyone who's in extreme metal and dislikes metallica or doesn't uh, acknowledge that they like metallica is a fucking liar <laughs> and uh but i would say i mean when i first heard kill them all it was like a really a, like a slap in the face you know i was like fucking hell, what are they doing you know but uh right now i would say ride the lightning is my favorite metallica album because it's kind of that transition because Master of Puppets is already almost too perfect, you know? And and that's my and, personal favorite. <laughs> and Kill 'em All was really raw. So it was that 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 they, they were searching, you know, and, and you can hear that on, on the Ride the Lightning. That's why I like that so much. Slayer always been my main influence in terms of songwriting, you know, in terms of the whole vibe, you know, you know, when I when I saw the you know the, the the raining blood back cover and the guys are like fucking yeah and it, it, yeah that's the fucking spirit that's what i wanted to be you know yeah. but now i have to say that my favorite album or at least the one that i listen to the most is um is south of heaven oh how and did i know you were gonna say that i somehow knew you were gonna say that. that's my personal favorite too wow yeah yeah it's <laughs> it's great because they, they gave themselves time to uh, and time and space to breathe and and for Dave Lombardo really to shine. I mean, that's the greatest Lombardo album ever, isn't it? Mm. You know, it's, it's all those fills and shit. And you're like, fucking yeah. And uh, I think I got four that, there. That, that's four. Yeah, that's definitely four. Uh, if you want to pick something that's just like out of the, you know, galaxy, you can do that too. Like something that may, uh, I, I, I wonder I, about that. Uh, now, I, now, I, here's, I, now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When I ask this question, it's top of your head. It doesn't have to be five. Like you said. We could follow yeah, yeah, up tomorrow. Yeah, I, you have I, I, 
I personally, I think I, I listen to a lot of music that isn't metal. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I, when I'm at home, you know, I just want to chill out. I listen to Genesis, you know, I listen to even Nora Jones, you know, John Coltrane, you know, whatever, you know. So um, <laughs> if, I, I could easily mention a non-metal album, but one band that I really have to mention that is definitely 100% metal is Judas Priest. And um, I think uh, Unleashed in the East is probably, I mean, it's a live album, a live album, but yeah. uh, it, it, it's just, it was so great when I had, when I first heard that, you know, it was so different and so it, it was just magic, you know, it's, it's so fucking great, you know, Judas Priest to this day, you know, when we're on the bus with like with Nick Barker, you know, and, and Shane Embry, it would just crank the fucking priest and it's, ah! It's priest o'clock, motherfucker. You know, and so, so yeah, I, I had to mention that. I, I think that's one of the most classic lists I've ever had from anybody I've asked <laughs> that question to. And you kind of just checked off a lot of the albums that kind of influenced me, right? But um, Anton, uh, we're gonna follow up on this someday. We're gonna. I'm, I'm. I can't wait to see what this next list you would have. But man, again, this has been amazing. Do you have any uh, last words? Just any shout outs? Anything you like to plug in as far as criminal or Bruheria or lockup or even sacrificial before we finish things off here the floor is I yours just, i just want to thank you for a very interesting and and chilled out interview you know and uh it's always great when the, when the interviewer knows what he's talking about you know and, and you see that, that. They, they're actually into the what they're what they're what is saying you know and uh, I just want to encourage people to, to go and listen to the album, you know. It's going to be out on September 17th. It's going to be on all the platforms, you know. So everybody's going to be able to listen to the whole thing. And if you feel like it, obviously, you can pick it up on vinyl. You know, there's a gorgeous, like, uh, orange splatter vinyl coming out, you know. And then there's going to be black vinyl and gold vinyl. It's going to be on CD, of course. And uh, I'm just really, really proud of this new record, you know, it, it, uh, and it seemed like probably the easiest record to make for me in perhaps in my whole career, you know, because it wow. just, it just flowed. It, it, it just, it, it was, yeah, it was just a flow of energy, you know, it was, I didn't have to think about it, you know. I, hey, I, I said it from start to finish, right? I said that yeah, exactly. It just flows, you know, and 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 you can you can tell the way it was done was spontaneous and and was just we were just having fun, you know. And I hope people who listen to it will have the same amount of fun, you know. And in September seventeenth, you can't get yours soon enough. And I still buy records that's sitting in the corner of my room. So everyone who's listening, if you could do me and Anton a favor, buy the records because the bands can't do it without your help. I'm I again I'm sounding like a broken record, pun intended, but I'm very traditional and I buy records. I think it's very important to guy that yeah, it's cool to listen to Spotify. I think there's a stat out there saying three years of Spotify listens equals to like one album i think i i, I think i'm wrong maybe that's still feels probably a but that, that, that's not that's not the point here you know i think yeah. uh look I've, um i i have to i've had a, an argument uh, many times with you know vinyl purists and and vinyl snobs and stuff like that you know and i'm i come from a time when we would listen to stuff that had been copied five times onto a fucking cassette tape you know and it sounded like shit but if the music is good 
then you can still tell, you know? So I'm not a purist when it comes to formats or whatever, whatever rocks your boat. You know, if you want to listen yeah. online, listen online. If you want to go YouTube, YouTube. But if you want to listen to the record on vinyl, then it's fucking great too. But the music is what matters, you know? Yeah. So I don't care. And I, I don't, I mean, bands don't really live off record sales anymore. That's, that's a reality. It's long gone. You know, yeah. we need to go out and tour. That's what, you know, that's what it's all about, you know, when it comes to paying the bills, you know? So yeah, I'm just happy if people will go and enjoy the record, you know? Yeah. Couldn't have said that any better. And everyone who's listening, this is the legendary Anton from Criminal. Sacrificio drops on September 17th on Metal Blade Records. Don't forget, you can listen to this podcast on all major podcast streams. Check us out on interviewunderfire.com. Anton, let's stay in touch, man. I can't wait till we do this again in person. Hope to see you here in Dallas with whichever band you have. It's just an honor just to get to see you on stage performing what you do because I would not be here today without the music you put out through your career. So much appreciation to what you've done throughout your career. Uh, can't wait to do this again. You stay safe out there and I will talk to you next time, buddy. Man, thank you so much for this interview and uh, we'll stay in touch. All right. All right. Take care. All right, man. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire Podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.